You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna, of course. You can call me Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Before I begin talking about the birth rates dropping in the United States and in the West in general, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles and recipes, the pictures. It's a pretty website. Check it out. Also, of course, we have a Patreon account, which helps defray the cost of maintaining the website and the podcasts, all three of them. So follow the link on the episode notes and donate whatever you can. I know you can donate more than what you're donating now. Let's be honest. If you get anything out of these podcast feeds, you should donate. Give back. Pay it forward. I am a holistic Paleo-inspired health coach, if any of you are in the need of losing weight, contact me. As many of you know, I have lost over 100 pounds, and I've kept it up for 28 years, so I know what I'm doing. Maybe, you're, maybe your trainers do, but maybe they you can't relate to them because they're all 22-year-old beefheads who've had no experience of the difficulty or trauma of growing up or just becoming overweight. I can. I can sympathize. I understand what you're going through. Contact me. The prices are on the website. By Confessions of an Obi Child, the ebook for $2.99 on Barnes & Noble Nook or Amazon Kindle. It's free on Kindle Unlimited. That's another way you can help us out. And as always, as always, see the Amazon pictures on various articles on Naturopathic Earth and click on it. anything that you buy within 24 hours. We get a small commission at no expense to you. <gasps> my tea is ready in the office. And now I'm steeping my matcha green tea. God, I love I love tea. I think it's one of the simple pleasures in life. Really fast, uh, I got some feedback from the Game of Thrones, a little review I did on social media. You can find me at Albert Gregory on Facebook or Holistic News Now on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, most people agree. Now, I haven't really checked the reviews on IMDb or wherever you can check reviews, but um, I did hear from a colleague that there was this petition how they wanted they wanted them to reshoot all of season eight. I mean, how how gullible and stupid is that? I mean, come on, they've spent millions of dollars. They finished this months ago, and you really think they're going to get everybody back together to reshoot it? Come on, how naive are you? But yes, there is a lot of outrage about the season. So it's good to hear your feedback. I think most of you agreed that uh, they did a shoddy job on that. All right, let's get started and talk about the birth rate. Now, some of you might be like, well, Gregory, why are you covering the birth rate? Why are you covering infidelity rates? Why are you covering traffic anxiety? These aren't about weight loss. Look, it's my podcast. I can talk about what I want to talk about. And there's over 200 episodes, many of which cover toxins in our life. And of course, I I still do those. Uh, But I like to talk about things that I find interesting. And these are tangentially related to health and wellness. 
And um, look, if, if you're really wanting to, to cover the weight loss stuff, go back to the early episodes. There's tons of episodes on how to lose weight and fasting and all the toxins. And believe me, those are important. We just did one on Roundup. And, uh, but I like to cover these. I like to cover the mental health ones. I like to cover relationship episodes. And you're going to see more of these as I kind of branch off uh, from the, the kind of the core of the mission statement of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth and focus on kind of these, these side topics, which I think are extremely important to, to the welfare of uh, America and the West. And look, I love the West. I love America. I am a good libertarian and i hate to see the country fall to crap and i think the country's falling to crap and this has partly to do with it so we're going to cover an article by the associated press u.s birth rates lowest in 32 years despite good economy america's baby bust isn't over the nation's birth rate last year reached record lows for women in their teens and 20s a government report shows, leading to the fewest births in 32 years. The provisional report released Wednesday and based on more than 99% of U.S. birth records found 3.788 million births last year. It was the fourth year the number of births have fallen, the lowest since 1986, and a surprise to some experts given the improving economy. 1986, that was a Ferris Bueller came out that year. You know, you might think 3.7 million births, that's a lot. Well, look, the U.S. population is about 330 million or so right now. So 3 million births doesn't sound like a lot. Or maybe it sounds like a lot to you. I don't know. The fertility rate of 1.7 births per U.S. woman also fell 2% meaning the current generation isn't making enough babies to replace itself. So 1.7 births per U.S. woman. Now, the the way this works, of course, a man and a woman make a baby, right? And eventually, if they're going to die off. So if you need to have at least two kids to replace you when you and uh, your your baby maker uh, die off, so 1.7 is we're below replacement rates, right? 1.7, you have two kids. So that, that can account for women who are infertile or miscarry or whatever variety of reasons they're not having two children. So we are not replacing ourselves. So some of you are like, oh, well, that's good because the U.S. is overpopulated, the world's overpopulated. No, it is not. The fertility rate is a hypothetical estimate based on all-time projections, lifetime projections of age-specific birth rates. Whether more U.S. women are postponing motherhood or forgetting it entirely isn't yet clear. If trends continue, experts said, the U.S. can expect labor shortages, including in elder care, when aging baby boomers need the most support. Yeah, the baby boomers, uh, that, that, they ran from 1946 to 1964. Uh, so best case scenario, you know, they're 52, they're around 70. So yeah, we're going to have this gigantic spike in old people. And, uh, I mean, look at medical care. I mean, medical care or just investing in stocks for, for big medicines, probably smart because, um, if you want a job, go into medicine because there's going to be a big spike in old people and we don't have the lower, the, the younger generations to maintain that. There is something called the demographic kind of pyramid. And in the demographic pyramid, 
you want to have a nice kind of kind of base where at the top you have uh, not a lot of old people. In the middle, you want it to kind of be the biggest in chunk because that's the workforce level and the fertility level. And the fertility level is, you know, about 20 to, to 40. So you want that to be kind of a big fat chunk. And then you want there to be either the same amount of babies or even wider. So you want the pyramid to be wider. That is healthy. If you talk to demographers or look at the demographic pyramids of different countries, the problem is in the West, we don't have a wide base of babies and we we have a relatively narrow uh, working age and then we have too many people at the top. So look at Japan and look at look at uh, the uh, Europe. So they have too many people on the top. So who's supporting that? Who's working to support the maintenance of the elderly who are not contributing to the workforce? That is the problem. And that's the problem that we're going to be having in the United States. If it wasn't for immigration, quote, I keep expecting to see the birth rates go up and then they don't, said demographer Kenneth Johnson of the University of New Hampshire's Carsey School of Public Policy. He estimates 5.7 million babies would have been born in the past decade if fertility rates hadn't fallen from pre-recession levels. So the recession was 2008. Quote, there's a lot of empty kindergarten rooms, says Johnson, who wasn't involved in the report. Other experts are not concerned predicting today's young women will catch up with childbearing later in their lives. Wrong. The only two groups with slightly higher birth rates in 2018 were women in their late 30s and those in their early 40s. Quote, our fertility rates are still quite high for a wealthy nation. Yeah, for a wealthy nation, but not overall. If you compare us to, let's say, the Middle East or to Africa, now you're like, oh, we don't need seven kids born per couple. But it is natural for the a natural increase of the birth rate to decline as a country becomes more uh, advanced, right? It becomes more first world, if you want to use a cold world, cold war term, first world or developed. So that is normal. But you still need to crank out the babies to support the economy. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty good for a wealthy nation if you're comparing us to Eastern Europe, most of Europe, where they've been in a negative birth rate for decades, and certainly Japan. But overall, this is not a good sign. And that quote was attributed to Carolyn Stan Hartnett. Oh, feminist. She's got a hyphenated name, so she's a leftist. So she's probably one of those pushing, oh, the world's overpopulated. You can have your kids when you're 46. American women are starting families sooner than most of other developed nations, according to other research. Other countries are seeing similar declines in birth rates. Young Americans still want to have children, but they don't feel stable enough to have them yet, says Karen Benjamin Guzzo, another hyphenated name, who studies families at Bowling Green University in Ohio. The U.S. could do more to encourage childbearing with parental leave, preschool expansion, and child care subsidies and other policies aimed at helping young adults struggling with student loan debt and housing costs, says Guzzo. All right, so notice... Encouraging childbearing plans with parental leave, free money, preschool expansion, free money, like pre-K. Over here, we have a thing called pre-K for SA, where it's you get free uh, pre-K. It comes to like billion-dollar expense for taxpayers. And again, it's not the government's job to be providing you know, pre-K, free pre-K for children. Again, no 
the limitations of government. That is not the job of government, but our our, our former governor Castro, who or I'm sorry, our former mayor Castro, Julian Castro, he might know because he's running for uh, president. He was the one who pushed that because later on, when he knew he was going to run for president, he could say, "Yeah, I passed this gigantic initiative in San Antonio, where all these kids can get free pre-K." Oh, who cares if it just raised all the taxes for everybody, and it's not within the purview of government? Ah, who cares? Child care subsidies and other policies aimed at eradicating debt, blah, blah, blah. These are all leftist solutions to problems. So bigger government. Of course, they want bigger government because that's more power and control for them to control all that, more bureaucracy. Births were down across racial groups with small declines for Hispanics, whites, blacks, and Asians. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reports also found, overall, the U.S. birth rate for women ages 15 to 44 was 59 births per 1,000 women, an all-time low. Last year, there were 2% fewer births than in 2017. Births to teenagers again reached a record low. Well, that's good, right? That's good. I, I guess it's bad if they're all aborting the children. I guess it depends on what your view of abortion is. But look, if you have a teenager that gets pregnant, why not just have them carry it? Like in the old days, right? You send them off to an aunt in another state when they're starting to show they carry the baby and then give them up for adoption and then come have the kid come back and then the kid doesn't tell anybody she was pregnant so you don't have to worry about family shame. Isn't that a better way to deal with it? But then, of course, people are going to be like, oh, now they're going to be in foster care and abused and da-da-da. Maybe they'll end up in foster care. Maybe they'll end up with a good family. Look, my, my friend Rudy and Peggy, they just adopted four kids. They were lucky enough. Uh, they either couldn't have children or didn't want to have children on their own. I'm assuming they couldn't have children. And they're around 40. And uh, they got lucky and they found uh, four siblings ages, I don't know, like six to like six months, all siblings. They adopted all four of them. So so to be like, oh, every child that you're going to give up for adoption is going to end up being abused in foster home. First of all, it's a little cynical. Secondly, I mean, I think probably, yes, some of them will, but it's certainly not all of them. It doesn't that child have a deserve to have a life. You had a, a, a you know, you deserve the the right to live. Why don't they? Reagan, who I'm not a big fan of because Reagan actually increased the, the size of government, even though he's espoused to be this great conservative. He had this saying, quote, it's funny how all pro-choice people had pro-life parents, close quote. And it's true, right? Like you had the right to live, but other kids don't. Births of teenagers were at an all-time low. That's great. Hopefully, they're not having sex. I do mention in sex ed how uh, the, the studies are showing about 48% of high school graduates is at, at the time they graduate, only 48% are sexually active. So look, and I tell the students, you know, most don't feel pressure because Hollywood, of course, is pushing you to have sex and lose your values. But don't feel pressure to have sex because you think everybody's doing it because that's what the TV shows that they watch. Everybody's doing it. But in fact, not everybody's doing it. The majority, albeit a small a majority, are not having sex. So the best thing for you to do is be abstinent. The rate for premature births delivery at less than 37 weeks rose for the fourth straight year to just over 10% from 9.9%. We know this is a big problem, especially in the African-American community. The rate of uh, premature births and also the rate of uh, infant mortality and I think some of this has to do also with the premature births, with the fact that we're having multiple births, the fact that we're doing all the older births, and the fact that we have so many women shot up on fertility drugs and in vitro, 
and the the womb can't sustain having four babies in there. So that's another reason you see premature levels. All right, so that's the end of the article. Now we're going to go on, on my take here. Okay, so why is this stuff an issue? Why is it a problem? There's a couple of reasons. As I mentioned, the United States and the West and every country that has an economy, like Japan, China, they need people. And we have been systematically having our birth rates decline, especially among the, the white community. But even the, the article says all, all, all ethnicities, albeit smaller for the, the minority ethnicities, and this is a major problem. We're going to have a demographic winter. I mentioned in the episode about the myth of overpopulation, which I think is around episode 70, how the United States population, or the world population, I should say, is going to peak in about 30 years, and then it's going to drop precipitously. And there was this worry back in the 70s, uh, especially among the crypto eugenicists that run our country. Oh, there's this, you know, we're going to have this Malthusian destruction by the year 1990 where our food's going to be we're not going to have enough food because the world is growing too many too many babies too many babies and then of course that's when they pushed through abortion and and then we had contraceptives a little previous to that but widespread use of contraceptives and to avert this demographic winter which never happened okay the world can sustain 10 billion people but because of these policies abortion contraceptives and and so forth and the indoctrination by the left of these the, this mentality, now we're going to have a problem that most of us are not going to see because we're going to be long dead. But our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, if we have them, if we don't contracept and abort those kids, uh, they're going to see the problem where these economies and these countries are going to falter. Look at Europe. Europe is running out of people. It is running out of people. And this is partly because they've skewed religion. I mean, the the European Union couldn't even put in its platform that it was a for it, it was forged out of Christianity, not even Catholicism, which it was. Christendom was was Catholicism for you know fifteen hundred years from from well, I guess it's twelve hundred years from when the Roman Empire made uh, Catholicism the official religion in three eighty all the way to Martin Luther fifteen seventeen. It was twelve hundred years of Catholicism, Christendom. But but even afterwards, it was still a, a, obviously a Christian continent. And the EU can't even put in their platform that they were a Christian continent because they're all secular humanists or atheists or whatever. And so in Europe, you know, there's no religion. There's no religion. It's not practiced anymore. And so one of the byproducts of that is that, uh, you know, there's, there's no idea of, oh, we need to, to uh, reproduce and we shouldn't contracept because it's sin and, and so forth to, to intercept God's laws and all these things. All the things that all you atheists are like, oh, my God, that is so obscurantist, blah, 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 you know. But Europe, because of, of falling into the leftist paradigm, now are just killing themselves. They're literally just slowly killing themselves. So what's going to happen is in 100 years, 200 years, there's not going to be enough Europeans. And so the underbelly of Europe, which is, of course, uh, Africa, you know, the, 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 the Moors and the Arabs and Libya and Egypt and so forth, they're just going to invade. They're just going to take over Europe. I mean, they're already doing it through immigration. If you look, If you keep up with the EU and then if you keep up with the... Uh, Brexit and all this, one of the reasons why the people in Brexit want to leave is because they can't control the immigration coming into England because the EU essentially has open borders, just like how they're trying to have it over here. So what the problem with open borders is the left the left doesn't think long term. The left's like, yeah, let's have open borders because all these Somalis and all these, you know, all these 
Persians and all these Ethiopians coming in to the EU. Of course, they're going to rely on the left for welfare and for entitlements and so forth, and they're going to always vote for the leftist party in the state. So that's all they care about, right? They just want to get more votes, future votes, once these 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 people have kids and those kids are naturalized and can vote. Then we're just we're just caring about that. They're not thinking a hundred years from now about how their their five hundred year lineage of being a you know aristocratic elite because everybody rules Europe just like in the United States are part of the aristocratic elite. How they're just going to die off? <laughs> their whole lineage is going to die off, and then they're just going to be invaded, right? You get corrupted from the inside. Look at the Roman Empire, but look at every empire. You get corrupted from the inside, internally you decay before the external person comes and invades and takes over. So Europe's going to be taken over. It's just inevitable if you look at the demographics. The United States is the same thing. We have open borders, so the left are pushing that because that's future votes and future entitlements. And, of course, the government knows, and the left certainly know, that people are going to vote for the party that keeps giving them the handouts. That's why they should disenfranchise anyone who accepts entitlements. Now, you think, oh, Gregory, that's so draconian. No, it's not draconian. The founding fathers would completely agree. If you are getting any sort of handout from the government, you shouldn't be allowed to vote because you're not voting what's in the best interest of the country. You're voting what's in the best interest of you. For you. So, my point with the birth rates dropping is that you have generations of the left indoctrinating into the youth, who are now well intentioned Kool Aid drinking liberals, that abortion and contraception is good, contraceptive is liberating for the woman. Not, not to mention, go to that episode we did on the inherent health pernicious effects of the pill, higher rate of strokes, higher rate of breast cancer, and so forth. <laughs> the pill is not good. Hormonal contraceptives are not good. But they're just pushing that, pushing that. And so now we're just not reproducing at the levels we need. So our economy is going to tank. So what's the left's and really the Republicans' idea? is let's just increase immigration, illegal immigration in particular. And so we just flood the borders with, with these people uh, to to kind of offset the natural the the lack of natural increase in the inborn domestic population. So let's let the Central Americans come in who are having four or five kids. Let's let the Chinese come in. Let's let all these people come in, and they could offset the lack of births by the predominantly you know white population of the United States, and you know the Asians and 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 uh, and the blacks who are, have aborted so many of their kids, unfortunately. Uh, to offset that. No, I mean, there, there's going to be problems with that. You're going to have the diluting of the American culture because, look, it's not like Ellis Island 120 years ago where a Polish immigrant would arrive and within 10 years that Polish man and woman would have learned English and acculturated themselves for their own betterment to find a job and, and to, to get laid and have the American dream. Now, if you look at people who've come the last 20, 30 years, they don't really acculturate. They, the second and third generation can acculturate, but... To a certain extent, the, the 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 people, the immigrants who come in, don't feel the need because look, let let's just use Spanish stuff because most of the people coming in are Central American. They're Spanish television, they're Spanish newspapers. Uh, they they just move into Spanish neighborhoods where they can just keep talking Spanish. So I, I mean, I know people who have been who've been let's say legal or illegal have been here 20, 30 years and they barely speak English because there's no there's no need to speak English. I used to teach in the predominantly Hispanic side of San Antonio. A lot of their parents don't speak English because they didn't need to. Now the kids, of course, speak English because they've watched enough American television. But the idea of our birth rate dropping is not good. 
It's not good on multiple levels. It's the diluting of the American ethos, the American culture. It's the diluting of it's going to adversely affect our economy because now you have 70, 80 million people because uh, Roe v. Wade, we've aborted 50 million babies since 1973. And if you add in contracepting, Jesus, I don't know who knows how many babies now don't exist because we've been contracepting and aborting, but at least, you know, I'd say 70 million at least, because you have all those 50 million aborted babies, and that's the Gutmakers Institute's number, which is the Planned Parenthood uh, kind of public policy branch. So the Planned Parenthood admits it's 50 million. Okay, this is not some number I'm making up. So you have those kids since 73. They would have had kids in the 90s and around 2000. So this could be 70 million, 80 million, 90 million, who knows. But we have all those people who are not in the workforce. They're not contributing to the economy. And then the demographers will admit these people that don't exist because of the lack of, of births adversely affects our economy, especially since we have such a, a high rate of old people. Who's going to support Medicare? You know, Who's going to support Social Security? There's nobody to work. This is a major problem. And the younger generations, they're not birthing. Now, the article mentions, oh, yes, the younger people are having births, but the people in the late 30s, early 40s are. Yes and no. Look, a, a, lot of, a lot of women have been sold by the feminists that, oh, you can just have a career and children too. So, you know, just work, work up your career, and then when you're 40, you can try, try to have your kids. Look, fertility drops precip- precip- precipitously. Really, I mean, peak fertility is 18 to 25, so you drop around 25, but certainly after 35, it drops to the chance. You only have like a 5% chance of conceiving naturally at age 40. But a lot of these women get to 40, like, I'm going to have my babies, and they can't have babies because uh, their eggs are not as good and their fertility is not as good, especially since we have all these hormone disruptors in our life with the plastics and the parabens and the fluoride and, and you know, the sunscreens and so forth. So they have that problem, and some of them don't have kids, or they go to in vitro, and they do the fertility drugs, and maybe they have one child, and so maybe they can squeeze one out, and a lot of them are resentful because they wish they, they weren't sold a lie that you can have both children in a career, and they wish they would have had their children younger. So yeah, there is, a, there is an increase in the births in women in their 40s, but again, that is, that is pretty negligible compared to the overall birth rate because yes you can have maybe one kid in your 40s but you're not going to be popping out four kids in your 40s it just isn't going to happen and honestly this article wants you to think it's about the economy the economy really it's not the economy it's more of the mindset there i mean sure there are young couples who are like our economy's bad or we just got out of uh, school and we were just starting to start up our career and this isn't a good time but that's kind of not not really connected to the economy i mean the unemployment rate's pretty good right now and you know, most of our great paying jobs have been shipped overseas. Our industries are all gone. So now it's mostly service sector jobs, unless you're one of the, you know, the elite who live in Silicon Valley, or maybe you have a white collar job like medicine, lawyer, accounting, and all those things. But as a whole, uh, the the economy doesn't have a lot to do with whether or not you want to have children. I would say it's more of the mindset. It's the mindset of of feminism. It's the mindset of the, the pervasive mentality that contraception and abortion is normal and it's okay and women should be contracepting, you know, for practically 20 years of their fertile life aside from that little window where you want to have a kid. I think that has a lot more to do with the decline in in birth rates. But either way, it is a major problem that we are at our lowest birth rate since the 80s. And I don't I don't anticipate this going up. We're going to go down the road of the Czech Republic, of Romania, of Italy, you know, once the fruitful fertility basket 
that was Italy. And it's a shame Italy Italians don't reproduce because they're li- I mean, literally the most beautiful people in the world. But we're just going to go down the road of those countries in Japan, and we're just going to have a demographic nightmare, and that's why they're opening up all the borders. And so the, if you look at America in 100 years, it's not going to be recognizable because you're going to have all these immigrants who don't really understand the American ethos, the American history, that the things that bonded us as Americans – uh, they're not really going to understand it. Just like if you look at the about 200 AD, 300 AD, and certainly 400 AD of the Roman Empire, they start allowing legally. Now, we have this idea, if you don't know really world history, we have this idea that they are, but the barbarians invaded Rome, you know, the Goths, the Visigoths, Ostrogoths, Vandals. Uh, but but the, the Roman emperors who were so corrupted by that point, because this was after Pax Romana, they invited them in. They invited them in. And then these these uh, barbarians, so to speak, some of them became acculturated and Romanized, but they didn't have any connection to Rome and the Roman the Roman Republic, the ethos, and all of that. And that's one of the reasons why the Roman Empire just kind of fell apart is because there wasn't anything bonding these people together. And I see the same thing happening with America, and certainly Australia has its immigration. I know I have Commonwealth listeners, and certainly England has had its problem with the influx of all the Pakistanis and and, and Indians. That's what they call London, Londonistan. And all these immigrants going in there. And uh, so it's a major problem. Open borders, despite what you leftists might want to believe, open borders is a fundamental problem for any country. Even you lefties should believe that we should be able to figure out who comes into the country. And it should all be legal. Legal. Not even to mention the terrorist issues. I'm not even talking about the terrorist issues. But we should determine who comes in. And we really should only want skilled workers because they're going to contribute to the economy. They're going to contribute to the economy. So if you have some some guy from Bangalore, India, who can who does a job that no American can do, bring him in. That's fine. You know he's going to contribute to the economy. But we can't let what uneducated, low IQ people from El Salvador come in because they're just going to be a burden on the society. So yes, we should all want to be able to control our borders. That is not anti-immigration. That is not racist at all. It's not racist at all. I don't think anyone would say it's racist. You need to be able to control your borders to determine if somebody who's coming in is worthwhile to bring into America in terms of they have individual and unique skills and assets that they can't find, that we can't find in America, that they can contribute to the economy. But to bring anybody, any hoi polloi in, is suicide. And if you look at history, history will tell you and recount stories and stories of countries that have fallen apart because of immigration, unfiltered, unfiltered immigration. So yes, be worried about the birth rate. If you are young and in your 20s, have children. Have the children. Have the children young. Do it. Get a good look, look, if you're really young, this is what I tell you. Get your degree if you're going to college, and I don't I would recommend not everybody go to college. If you are really good with your hands, go to the vocational schools. Guys, there's no shame in that. Become a plumber, electrician, heating and AC repair people. These people make more money than a lot of college graduates, especially if you go into liberal arts. So go into that, start your business. You could be making eighty, hundred, $120,000 uh, starting your own plumbing business, electrical work, whatever. And then those who do go to college, please don't make the mistake I did and get your degree in liberal arts. Oh, I'm going to get my degree in French. I'm going to get my degree in political science. What are you going to do with that? You're not going to make any money on that. If you're going to go to college, get in a degree that's going to make you money. Engineering, nursing, pre-med, law, law, whatever. The ones that give you an actual skill. Okay? Then you graduate 22, graduate in four years. Yes, millennials, you can do it. Gen Z, you can do it four years. I did in four years. Graduate in four years. Get married in your early 20s. By then, if let's say you picked engineering, 
you can, especially once you pass your your test, you can be making eighty, hundred thousand dollars by the time you're in your mid twenties, and then start having your kids, have them young, but get a degree that gets you a job. The mistake that a lot of people make, the biggest uh, degree in, in, overall, and in, in, in liberal arts is psychology, and all these girls are getting psychology degrees, and they can't do anything with the degree. They can't do anything with degree, and plus they have all the college debt, right? Now you have $100,000 in college debt, especially if you went to a private school, which is a mistake. Don't go to private schools. Go to state schools. And they have all this debt, and now they can get a job that's like $30,000, $40,000 a year. Maybe they go into teaching, which doesn't pay off these debts. And so, yeah, now you're in a problem because you maybe you want to have kids or whatever, but you can't afford it. So, look, if you're going to go to college, be smart and pick the right degree and then start having babies, reproduce, breed, have the babies. The government needs it. The U.S. needs it. The West needs it. Don't Let's not squander Shakespeare and Chaucer and Baudelaire and, and, and freaking Mendel and all these, these brilliant people, Newton, that Western civilization has produced, Dostoevsky. Don't squander it because we're not reproducing. The Western civ is going to die. And then the, the Chinese certainly aren't dying. Their civilization is going to exist. Indians, they're pro- they're reproducing. They've got a billion people. Their civilization is going to exist. But the West, we're not. So going back to the episode we had just previously done on how you can affect change and politics, so, so just kind of disconnect from politics, this is the opposite. You can affect the, the future of the West. Be a productive citizen. Get the right degrees. Have children and raise them ethically, preferably with religion, preferably with morals, and make them good American citizens and teach them about the founding fathers, teach them about the the beauty that is the U.S. I mean, sure, you can teach them about all the the bad things the U.S. did too, but make them have pride in America and have them reproduce. All right, guys, you might not like what I said today. Oh, post a review. It's fine. Post a review. It doesn't have to be flattering if you don't like what I'm saying. It's okay if you disagree. Hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. It helps out the rankings. And as I mentioned, publish a review. Post a review for Holistic Health News. Katie's at Central Apothecary. We just did our episode on eucalyptus. Check that out. And Confessions of an Obi's Child, which we should have an episode out interviewing Jimmy in about a week. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.